There's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet here to help you with your pets no matter what the problem is. Animal Talk, animaltalkradio.com. We want to thank you for taking the time to join the show. Here's another best of, remember, Animal Talk, not for the week, and it is for entertainment purposes only. Uh, medical advice and dog training. Always seek medical advice from your vet and seek out professional trainers in your area. Here we go. Well, now we turn the microphone over to Dr. Brad Davis because he has something he wants to do for us. Oh, sure. What are you going to do? do, well, do I have a top 10 list. Oh, oh excellent. Brian, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's I mean, go. You know, the problem with top 10 lists is that if it's dying, you know that people know how many you have left. <laughs> that's but true. that's okay. I have the top 10 reasons that dogs think humans are idiots. <laughs> oh, wow. Top 10 reasons dogs think humans are idiots. Uh, thanks for the music, Bad. Okay. They, they have, hey, wait, hold. Do you, do you have anything for this? No. Because okay. Brad's stuff is usually pretty good. Yeah. You have nothing. Right, I got nothing. Number uh, 10. Number 10. They have perfectly good blankets on the bed, but they sleep under them. Number 9. Every winter they put up a tree in the house, but they don't pee on it. Number 8. <laughs> now remind us of the premise here. The premise is top 10 reasons dogs think humans are idiots. All right. Number 8. They can't go for a walk unless one of us pulls them by a leather strap. Number seven, we make the poo, humans pick up the poo, you do the math. Number six, for some reason they drive with their heads inside the car. Number five, rather than just scrapping for it, they pick their leader using outdated election procedures. Number four, they rarely, if ever, sniff each other's butts. Number three, their incessant borderline manic habit of throwing balls, sticks, and frisbees and expecting us to get them. Mm-hmm. Number two, have you seen what they do in the water bowl in the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, I like that one. And number one, the number one reason dogs think humans are idiots. Thank you, Brian. They never take the time to just sit back, sniff the hydrant, and lick themselves. Oh. Mm-hmm. There you go. Very good. Hey, you know... Um, <laughs> One of the things we always talk about in Animal Talk is making sure that you know what you're getting into when you buy a pet. And a lot of people <laughs> think that buying a pet alligator or a crocodile is a good idea. That one's dead, Mark. Yes, I know that. <laughs> I, I, I don't I, think it's going to make it. No, I, I have an alligator skull, and uh, you'll see pictures of this on the website. Is that a crocodile or an alligator? This is an alligator. You can tell by the uh, rounded snout and the fact that the alligator. teeth come over the top. Okay. All right. Um, the interesting thing about this is all of the teeth and all of the mouth, and then you'll be able to see, see a picture of the size of the brain case. It's working its way up to a walnut. Mm-hmm. So this thing is not designed to be a pet. This is designed to eat people. And these little bitty alligators and crocodiles that you see in the pet stores look like a cute, cute and cool, cool idea. But this one right here was probably only about four and a half feet long. The skull is easily a foot long, and most of that is teeth. Uh, it's, it's bigger than that. Is it? Yeah. About th- no, I mean, uh, I, I, I th- it looks longer than uh, four feet. The alligator? Yeah. No, I mean, not a whole lot bigger than that. Maybe I mean, five. His, his tail would be three feet. That leaves like a little <laughs> shrimpy <laughs> six-inch body. Well, I'm not talking the tail. We're talking when, when, you, when you're talking alligators, you're talking about the body size, the oh, tail okay. size. You're oh, no, 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 no. You're talking about the tail as well. Okay, fine. It was a six-foot alligator. Are you better go. now? Yes. It had six feet? <laughs> did it walk did funny? Wow. What kind of shoes did it wear? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had a serious point to try to tell people that when you're buying a pet, make sure you know what you're getting into, whether it's a wolf 
or whether it's an alligator, anything with have, that has teeth, make sure it's designed to be a pet, not to be a predator in your home. What else, you, what else you got to tell us about the skull? You brought, yeah, you're flailing yeah. the skull around like it's well, it, it was, part of your thing. Well, yes, it was mainly because of the amount of teeth that are involved in this and the fact that the teeth are like pegs. They're designed to grab a hold of and pull you underwater and then drown you. And then the way an alligator pulls the flesh off is not to bite and chew, but to put you under a log until you get nice and soft. Uh. And then they come in and they bite and they do a twisting motion, a death roll. So they just twist off chunks in pieces. And this is the creature that you're going to go spend about $100 for in the pet store. They put and you bring under a log house. until you get nice and soft. Yes. You wouldn't need more than five or ten minutes under that <laughs> log, would you? <laughs> you, know, you know, with the uh, skull over there and all that stuff, you look like some sort of Star Trek alligator cult or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here you've got a skull that's, that's over a foot long, and you've got a brain case that could maybe hold a small marble. Wow. Which means that you are not going to form a relationship with this animal. So it means it could beat you at chess, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to form a relationship with animal. this animal. There's no human-animal bond. There's no emotional attachment by this animal. You are either a source of food or you are food for an alligator or a crocodile. But you can do that with a snake, though. With a snake, you can bond with them? No. Okay. But they but a small snake that's two and a half feet long is not gonna drag you under a log <laughs> and, and soften you up. <laughs> soften you up and eat you. Unless you're dressed up in a Peter Pan. <laughs> that's another story. Yeah, inside joke, inside uh, joke, inside joke sorry. warning. Silence. All right, it's time for a tricky trivia. All right, Brian, tell us how this works. All right, Mark the Animal Hannes is going to pose an animal-related question to our listening audience. If you know the answer or you think you do, pick up the phone and talk to Kirk himself. If you're correct, you win prizes for your pet. Damn it, Jim, I'm a radio talk show host, not a doctor. All right, here we go. Two questions today. Question one, what was the name of Frazier's father's dog? Got it. And in the movie Road Trip, what kind of animal was Tom Green trying to teach how to eat? And how did he instruct this animal? Brian Donovan, we turn the microphone over to you for your editorial today. Do we have an editorial uh, new, uh, music bed? Maybe you could like no. ask Jamie like something. maybe five or six seconds before. Play something about nine minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long editorial. I just got upset though. The it's long, it's the about long... the editorial, the Iditarod race, and uh, the activists that come are coming out. I, I guess the long play version of Stairway to Heaven. Here we go. <laughs> Hold Silence. on, he's getting you some music. Right. I don't know what he's getting. Yeah, you. I don't, I don't know. What uh, are there going to be finger quotes in this? I just want to know. Oh, there's a ton of finger quotes. You kidding? Okay, do you, uh, will I, you need me with it, or just want to blow through? Yeah, I mean, yeah, go ahead and do it. Okay. Um, Can I belch? <laughs> okay. Go ahead. As the final hours of the great Iditarod sled dog race wind down, a growing voice seething with hatred and malcontent rises up in protest against cruelty and self-serving goals at the expense of man's best friend. The voice is that of the Sled Dog Action Coalition. Its founder, Marjorie Glickman, a 53-year-old retired first-grade teacher from Miami, Florida. Who could argue? Nobody wishes to see animal abuse, starvation, and neglectful conditions. This is exactly what Ms. Glickman witnessed during her single visit to Alaska two years ago, where, uh, she said, uh, she and her sons saw huskies chained to dog houses in unshaded dirt lots, living in their own urine and feces. Hardly a scientific study of the facts, but as Miss Glickman is quick to point out, the facts about the race, the injuries, the deaths speak for themselves. Well, Miss Glickman, 
Uh, the facts of the Iditarod history are indeed a story of adversity, danger, and life-threatening struggles. In fact, it is only a, a select few dogs that are even capable of finishing such a grueling test. A select few dogs properly trained, bred, and maintained at a level few of us can appreciate. And of these select few, Finger quotes. Uh, yep, uh, some will tragically uh, die as a result of being tested to their physical limits. Uh, of the dogs that have died during the Iditarod sled dog race, I wonder how many of them wish they were doing something other than running. Uh, we could never hope to answer this question, uh, but my guess is that these dogs were living closer to self-actualization than most of us could ever imagine. Now, let's take a look at your industry, Mrs. Glickman. Uh, in an age where all the world's information is accessible to each and every one of us, uh, public, public school performance continues its downward spiral uh, and is processing more illiterate graduates than ever before. The mortality rate of the Iditarod sled dog race may upset you, uh, Ms. Glickman, but the mortality rate of our public schools sickens and infuriates every parent in the United States. Homeschooled kids outpace your industry hands down, yet the teachers' union, the most powerful union in the universe, fights the trend at every turn. Oh, yes, and that reminds me, fine job on pressuring Bear Corporation to pull its sponsorship of the Iditarod race. That Iditarod Dead Dog Award you sent to the top executives of the company really did the trick. Bear will no longer provide antibiotics and deworming medication for the race. What a victory for your coalition. But once again, don't ever consider crossing the American Federation of Teachers. Could you imagine the outrage if we awarded your industry with recognition of tragedy and failure? Maybe I'm a bit harsh. Maybe I don't have all my facts straight. Maybe I'm completely wrong. And maybe, just maybe, you should take another trip to Alaska. Maybe you should talk to some of the mushers. Maybe you should consider what the essence of a dog is, and that is action. A dog is only truly happy when he has converted every last ounce of his energy into movement. It's not wasted on passing judgment or pontification or spitefulness. Indeed, those are special attributes that only mankind can claim. Look at how natural it is for me. So, Miss Glickman, next time you admonish your dog for being too excited or digging up your yard, you do have a dog, don't you? Pause a second and think about what cruelty really means. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, you got to look at this. These are, are rugged people that are commemorating a, an event that was uh, very significant in, uh, you know, the, uh, the diphtheria serum run from Nome to uh, uh, Anchorage. And uh, these dogs are, are maintained. These people are not in it for the money. Um, they're, uh, they're in it for the, the love of uh, the wilderness and, uh, and their dogs. And their dogs. And, yeah. and several corporate sponsors pulled out, and the dogs are better for this now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah uh, th- this is, this is, they're touting this as a real, uh, real push forward, uh, yeah. this coalition that they've managed to get Bear to, uh, to, to cower to their, their pressure. A few other big corporate sponsors, yeah. too. Right. <coughs> uh, go. I just got to get this out of the way here. This okay. is, this is the, uh, the um, odd headline of the week. Parachute accident Mars coleslaw wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Has nothing to do with animals, but I just... <laughs> wow. Next week's, uh, next week's editorial just fell right in your lap. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so people actually wrestle in my coleslaw before I eat it? What, what's going on here? No, they, they wrestle, of course, in the cabbage, and that's how they make it. That'd take a life of its own, didn't uh, it? <laughs> that gives me a mind picture that actually hurts. So let's go to Granny in Alaska. Hey, Granny, welcome to Animal Talk. How are you doing? I can just barely hear you. You're awful quiet. We're awfully quiet? You're kidding. How yeah, about a... I, she didn't turn the volume up, I guess. Uh, All right. Boy, so... someone turned the volume up for Granny. <laughs> All right. What is your comment and or question, Granny? Well, there's a couple of things. One thing I wanted to tell you, a lot of those mushers live up to a place called Big Lake. 
and few, several years ago, three, three years ago maybe, they had a big fire there. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that Martin Boozer did was take his dogs across to the other side of the lake, and then he come back and help fight the fires, and they saved three homes there. Mm-hmm. So, and then another thing about the NEA, we got yes. that in when old, what's his name was in there, president. <laughs> we and m- and they, uh, they, I think this is a national thing where they have a uh, exit exam they have to give the kids. Right. They can't pass it, they can't get a diploma. Right. Okay. They, um, they have, I think it's in reading and writing and math. Well, I have, I live, my home is about five and a five, five-and-a-half-hour drive out from Anchorage here in what I call a sub-bush. And I have friends out there who are homeschooling their kids. And they have a girl who took the test. She passed the, the reading and the writing, the highest that she could pass it with. And she didn't do the math good because she was just starting into algebra. But she wanted to t- learn to speak French. So she, she's having to do it. At first, she got all her instructions on a tape telling her what, how to do it and how to pronounce this and yeah. so on and so forth. Well, I'll tell you what, Granny, you know, the, the whole thing was it's so easy to, uh, uh, <laughs> to condemn other groups, isn't it? And th- yes. and that's that that's what the editorial was all about. And I thought, you know, um, that's the easiest thing to do is to tell somebody else what they, you know, uh, point out the blemishes on someone else's program. Um, yeah. But uh, r- really, you know, it's uh, it, it. There are a lot of good people and good causes here. We have people actually in the uh, in the Iditarod race for for uh, causes like AIDS and things yes. like that. And um, uh, and why, why, why do people want to come to animals? Why do we want to get rid of the whole program or the whole industry uh, just because of a perception that, that somebody might have? You know, let's, that, let's be sensible right. about this. Because there's a that's lot of people right. who have, uh, in my sentiments, where there's a lot of people who have uh, poor um, perspectives on, on the education uh, industry, as I call it, um, in this country. And, I mean, we could say just as many bad things about that. But do we want to do that? Does that make sense? No, not at all. And yeah. as I, like I told you, this 14-year-old girl, she's speaking French almost like a native now. Mm. She's been taking it for six months. First she got her instructions in English, but now she gets them in French. See? <laughs> is, she, is she going to uh, enter a sled next year? <laughs> <laughs> no. She's, this is a homeschooler. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Granny, thanks very much for calling. We really appreciate it. Okay, then. Bye-bye. Bye. Obviously, Granny agrees with you, Brian. Well, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you agree with me? I, I mean, we, it, was a, we, it was a well thought out editorial. <laughs> hey, if there's anyone because who, I'm right. If there's anyone who takes the other side, I'm brilliant. Anyone takes the other side, please pick up the phone and give us a call. We're 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 we'll we'll let you air your views and your opinions. But just remember, Granny thought Mark was too quiet. I'm Brian. I'm brilliant, and I'm in your face. <laughs> I am ready to serve. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> At animaltalkradio.com. Who let the dogs It's time for <laughs> a doggy do. <laughs> and Brian's been listening to the music and going, I like that music. As the final hours of the great Iditarod sled dog race wind down. You know, the, Mark, come on, let's pull the show together. My editorial fulfilled my doggy do responsibilities. Do, do, do you need a uh, health tip out of the bullpen or something? <laughs> <laughs>
Come on, I could slap something together. Uh, <laughs> today's doggy do. Today's doggy do. Um, I had two things. Defending champion Doug Swingley is in the lead. <laughs> Pulling into the Eagle Island uh, checkpoint uh, Saturday at 1.55, followed by uh, Linwood Fielder of Willow and uh, Jeff King of Denali Park. Uh, They were still at the checkpoint Saturday afternoon. Fiedler was expected to uh, leave at 7.29 p.m. Hope he did. Hope everything went okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, very good. (laughs) Thank you for that, Brian. On that note, let's go to the phones. Let's go to John in San Antonio. Listen hey, to us up? on Ken's Radio. How's it going, John? Pretty good. How are you? Hey, John, this is Ambush Radio. Yeah. <laughs> Ambush. I was the first victim. Your turn. <laughs> cool. All right, here we go. You want to try one of the trivia questions? Yeah, the one about Frazier. What was the name of Frazier's father's dog? Eddie. You are yeah. correct, sir. You're a winner. <laughs> what kind of what kind of pets do you, do you have, John? Uh, I got a Great Dane, and I got a Husky, and they just had puppies. <laughs> they wow. mixed? Yeah, they mixed, man. Oh, my. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. That's not good. But I, 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 I got a lot reach... of family and friends. They're all going to take the dogs. So oh, good. Great. And then you're going to go get them spayed after this, right? Oh, and absolutely. Absolutely. Good, good, well good. Done. Okay, very good. <laughs> you're absolved. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going we're gonna to send you out some uh, some nice bag of pig ears from Oinker's Doggy Snacks. <laughs> How does that sound? Pig ears. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> they love pig ears. <laughs> right. Hey, let me ask you a question. Would you would you like to play uh, a little bit of Animal Talk match game with us? Yeah, go for it's, it. It's a new it's a new uh, spot. <laughs> it's a new um, segment that we're trying to perfect. Can you, you help you, us? You could actually win another prize. I, and I don't want to I don't want to get you too excited. It might be pig ears. Hey, hey, Ron, hang on there because we'll we'll play Animal Talk uh, match game with you too. So here we go. <laughs> Are we supposed to ask a question? (laughs) It's time for Animal Talk Match Game. I'm your host, Jamie the Irishman Flanagan. Our celebrity panel today is, of course, Mark the Animal Hannes, Brian Snakebite Donovan, Dr. Brad State the Nature of Your Medical Emergency Davis. Animal Talk Match Game where our contestants call in and try to match the answers of our celebrity panel. Let's go to our first contestant. All right, John, how you doing? Okay, I'm going to ask you a question, and you need to fill in the blank. Now, don't shout out your answer until I ask you for it, because our celebrity panel here is also going to fill in the blank, and if you match any one of them, you win a prize. Here we go. Dr. Brad believes... In share and share alike. That's why his cats let him use their blank. Oh. Dr. Brad believes in share and share alike. That's why his cats let him use their blank. Bing. 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 All right, John, how you doing? Pretty good. All right, John. Dr. Brad believes in share and share alike. That's why... His cats let him use their blank. Their uh, litter box. Their litter, litter box. box. All right. Mark, yeah. what did you have? Catnip. Catnip. Brian. I said vibrating catnip ball. No, I have my own. Uh, and I said, I said litter box. Yeah. All right. Excellent. So you are a winner, John. We'll put you on hold and uh, hook you up with a couple prizes. All right. Thanks for playing uh, Animal Talk Matchback game. No problem. 
Hey, All make right. sure you don't give John that uh, free portrait sitting. We don't want pictures of those Great Dane Husky pups. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ron, would you like to play Animal Talk Match Game? Sure. All right, here okay. we go. Okay, I have to read one here. One of Dr. Brad's favorite animals is the weasel. He is especially <laughs> fond of the North American blank weasel. All right, the question is, one of Dr. Brad's favorite animals is the weasel. He is especially fond of the North American blank weasel. And you'll be able to see copies of my resume on the, uh, on the website. <laughs> <Go> to, uh, <laughs> Bing. Bing. Okay, quickly, what is your guess? The North American... Legal weasel. <laughs> legal, uh, legal weasel. weasel. <laughs> Mark, what was yours? I had attorney. Attorney. That's a match. Yeah, that's a match. That's a match. I had North American brown-nosed weasel. Brown-nosed <laughs> weasel. Excellent. And, and I, of course, had an, an, the corporate weasel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, excellent. You're a winner. We'll put you on hold. All right. As a matter of fact, let's go to the phones. We have Brian on the phone. Hey, Brian. What can we do for you, bud? Um, I have a question. Sure. Um, it's a fish question. Uh-huh. Uh, every time I walk into my room, uh, my fish, uh, swims up to the front of the tank and, like, just sits there, waits for me to feed him, even yep. if I fed him every five minutes. Absolutely. He's totally well-trained. He knows that you coming in the room are the source of food. All right. And he's reacting to that food stimulus. You have trained your fish, just like training a dolphin at SeaWorld. You've done exactly the same thing. Okay, so that's a good thing then. Right? Absolutely fine, absolutely fine, and and you'll find that your fish will train your old fish will train new fish. Okay. There you go. All right, thanks. Thanks, Brian. Bye. Hey, Brian, have you ever uh, thought about being a, a fish trainer or maybe a uh, like a dolphin trainer? Would you like to try that sometime? Oh work yeah, with dolphins? yeah, of course, sure. That'd be that'd be a that'd be a ball. How, how about if we set up an Oscar tank and you could train an Oscar? Can I work your way up to dolphin? Can I wear a wetsuit and sit on the corner of your tank? <laughs> <laughs> Just sit on the edge throwing food in there. But keep that's your hands a mi- off the little scuba guy. <laughs> that's a mind picture I could live without for the rest of my life. <laughs> you in a wetsuit. No. 1-800-PET-1886. It's like me in spandex. No, there's things you just, things you just don't want to see. I guess nobody's going to answer that uh, the question about uh, Tom Green. And, of course, the answer is, guys? A snake. It was a snake. Snake. And Tom Green had put a mouse into his mouth to try to show the snake how to eat it. You know, that was not a, a computer-generated... Uh, that was a real mouse. <laughs> yeah. No, that's just a twisted boy doing some and, strange thing. And the thing is, is I saw an interview on that, you know, with him, and I guess the mouse actually urinated and defecated well, that's in his actually, mouth. Well, that's in an outtake, yeah. yeah they have like, that in an outtake. It's yeah. just like... And then, you know, he, he put the mouse back in again. Oh yeah, that's so, just like you know. And now he's now is he, he's either married to or engaged to Drew Barrymore. Yeah. So so look at the way the I'll world what, goes. I tell you what, <laughs> I will never ever uh, kiss Drew Barrymore because of that. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> of course, Cameron Diaz can call. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? Yeah. Uh, the, the sad thing about that intro that that Jamie, uh, are your partridges happy together? Um, nobody under thirty understands. <laughs> For instance, Beetle. Do you know what that reference was? Are you, when he said, are your uh, partridges happy together? Yeah, this is from the Partridge family. Oh, wow. Uh, See, 19 years old, knows what she's talking about. Well, yeah, okay. Nick. Thank you very much. At night. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Nick, Nick at night. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's, did, did you have the Keith Partridge haircut? No, I was. Remember, I was just a baby when that was on, Mark. Yes. But did you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Mark had the poster? <laughs> 
No, I had Star Trek posters. Okay, no. Yeah, I can't be. A, I can't. Hey, Partridge Family and Star Trek in the same bedroom? No way. Ain't happening. That's the way you decide. You're I not a loser. I think I love you. So what am I so afraid of? I'm afraid that you're a Trekkie. Bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle. Think it'll work? It would take a miracle. Bye-bye.